Excuse me, your chants are just a little too low. There are some people in the back that are trying to hear the live performance, so can you please pipe it up a little bit? Real talk, real talk, real talk. It's that time, folks. Your favorite cornball's back. Bailey is back in action on Real Talk. Now, it's been a few weeks since I've put out a podcast, and it's really been quite some time that I haven't been able to just sit down hop on the mic and just talk to you guys again, but after my few weeks sabbatical, I am back. During my time away from the mic, I really just needed a few weeks to kind of hone into myself and to just really dig deep and find out what my next step's going to be, what career goals I'm trying to pursue in these next few years, where I see myself being, and I just needed some time, to be honest with you guys. I needed some time to myself. But hey, that's over now, and I'm going to be back weekly on the mic, and there's just been so much going on sports world-wise that I really just need to get back in my flow and get back on the mic because Bailey's been cooking. My thoughts are clear, my thoughts are concise, and we about to hit this ground running, so let's get it. Let's get into it, baby. So what I want to talk about today is a characteristic that I believe can be transparent to anything, that I believe... Whether you have it or not, it's evident, it's real, it's recognized in any situation and is a characteristic that can really separate certain individuals, whether they're on a team or in an organization, but also I think is a characteristic that a lot of teams and organizations and individuals lack and people don't understand the importance of what leadership can do. Now, I think a common misconception about leadership is that it really boils down to, hey, I'm the leader. Let's do this my way. We're going to do this how I think we should do it. And to be honest, I don't really think that's a very good leader. I think a good leader, excuse me, a great leader, a great leader is someone that can assess the entire situation, can take into account themselves and others and find ways for every single person to make a contribution to reach a common goal. A leader gets everyone involved. And it's tough because in sports specifically is usually the best player or a few best players on the team are automatic kind of given leaders of the team. But a lot of those times, those players don't affiliate or don't surround themselves with a majority of the team. That, whether it's bench players, rookies, players that just frankly aren't really that good, just are okay. They kind of leave them in the dust and really just hone into who's making an impact on the court, on the field, etc., etc. But what I'm here to tell you today is that, to me, leadership deals with the totality of a situation. Everything, highs and lows. And this is really what I'm trying to get at is that there are more ways to be a leader or to explicit leadership 
than just telling someone to do something or just giving a motivational speech at the beginning or end of a practice or a game. There's more to it. And in a time where basketball now is one of the most popular sports in the world, just maybe given that the NBA playoffs are coming soon, March Madness is here, I think basketball is a great example of how leadership can be demonstrated and is something that I'm going to be looking for come down the line both in March Madness and in the playoffs. Now, I'm not here to talk about wins and losses. And I'm not here to talk about points, rebounds, assists. What I'm going to talk about today is leadership, LeBron James, and the NCAA tournament. All right. Let's start with the kid from Akron, Ohio, Mr. LeBron James himself. Now, I don't want to get too too into this because it does hit a little deep for me just because he is wearing the purple and gold, a team that I live for, I die for. But I want to talk about LeBron James as a leader. This is his first year on the Lakers. First year living full-time in Los Angeles. First time being in the Western Conference. Now, regardless of who the person is, if they check mark those three things in a new season in their career, LA, Lakers, living in Los Angeles full-time and being in the West, you better bring it. You better come here focused because Los Angeles is a city that feeds off playoffs, that feeds off championships that likes to be, not even likes to be, that needs to be relevant. Missing the playoffs, I'm telling you, as a Lakers fan growing up, is just weird. It's not right. It feels weird in my stomach. I'm not watching my Lakers in late April, early May, and June. That's weird to me. Weird, weird, weird. The thing is, is that LeBron James isn't a Laker for life. He wasn't a born Laker. He came here on choice because this was a right move for him in his career. And I applaud him for that because I'm all about the player mobility. Players choose where they want to go because it is their life and their career. And they should have some say after their rookie contracts, after they get drafted, on on where they would like to go. But if you're LeBron James, best player in the world, been on Sports Illustrated since you were a teenager, been criticized since day one, You better come to L.A. focused. And this year, it showed me he wasn't. It showed me that he is kind of not really over his basketball reputation, but he's he's taken into account that his whole mantra is that it's more than basketball, which is great. I love that. Athletes should not limit themselves to just being athletes because every single person can be applicable to education, to politics, to communities, in simpler terms, you're, you're iconic. You're a leader. People look to you for answers. People admire what you do when you're a LeBron James of the world. And, and, and I want to get this out because I've loved everything he's done off the court in basketball in the past year or so. Starting the school, I promise, One of the best accomplishments in his career, and he'll tell you that. Getting in Space Jam 2, that's just just one of those things that's just a dope thing. I mean, to be in Space Jam 2, cool for you, man. 
business-wise, you start getting involved in other networks and other shows. You know, LeBron started his own show called The Shop. He is involved with a show called The Million Dollar Mile. So this guy's taking advantage of him being in Los Angeles and having your next-door neighbors be actors, producers, millionaires. It just makes sense. And I get it. And I think he would be stupid if he wasn't doing this. But all I'm saying is that this year, what I've seen from LeBron, and it's been evident. I mean, you got Knicks commentators calling him out for leadership. You got people on ESPN, Fox Sports, that constantly critique and criticize LeBron. And most of the time, give him a pretty hard time. And I'm here to not talk about, like I said, I'm not, I'm not talking about what he's doing on the court. But as a leader, LeBron, wake up. Wake up. This is how I look at it. And please tell me I'm tell me if I'm wrong. But this is just how I'm how I'm assessing LeBron. I saw Kobe play ever since I can remember watching Lakers basketball and even basketball to begin with. And something that I just admired about Kobe, and I swear I never saw, is an off switch. I mean, Kobe never looked off. I mean, obviously some games, you know, he's missing shots, shoots poorly from the field, shots not going. It's basketball. It happens. But mentality-wise, but focus-wise, that dude brings it every night. That dude brought it every single night and in practice. I mean, I remember seeing videos of him calling out his teammates during practice. Be like, bro, step up. You suck right now. Let's go. Come after me. I'll guard you. I'll guard you the rest of the day. Prove it to me. How bad you want this? And LeBron James, I haven't seen squat, nothing. I see him doing three-point competitions in practice, dancing to his 2 Chains album. I see LeBron on social media and other people's networks that he's really surrounding himself with everyone but the Lakers, it seems like. Like, I never see him hang out with anyone on the team. I never see him hang out with coaches, GMs, like anyone in the Lakers organization consistently. Now, that could just be me, you know, being an outsider, just looking in. Maybe he does it privately. But I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking, is he not is he not happy with the team right now? Is he is he thinking, oh, I don't really have a, a, a homie on the team. I don't have a bro on the team. And, of course, I take in consideration that he was injured. It was a pretty serious injury. And, you know, kept him out for, you know, a few months. And, and that was probably tough on him. But I don't know. Is there, there's always there's just a weird feeling that I have with this, with this LeBron mentality and this Lakers team right now. Obviously, next year's team is probably going to look a lot different than what it is now. But I'm calling for LeBron to just be a leader. To this offseason, when you're not shooting for Space Jam 2, let's go to team dinners. Let's get some team activities. Team morale. Because if LeBron keeps the same kind of attitude and same mentality that I'm seeing him for the next three, four years that he's a Laker, then that just proves to me that him coming back from 3-1 and beating the Warriors, that was that was the tip of the iceberg for him. That's all he needed to do. But if he's as big of a competitor that I that I that I hope he is, that I, I deep down believe he is. Just he's got the, the L.A. Blues right now. He's got to show us something. He's got to show me something. Or else, I don't know. I mean, my, my LeBron narrative won't be as strong or as maybe even nice 
as it was before. I mean, do you, do you really think that I would want the best player in the world to come to my favorite team and to kind of just be dabbling in the other things in basketball? Dude, I'm here, I'm, I'm here for championships and playoff runs. I'm here for dogfights, man. I'm here for some brutal seven-game series in the West. I'm here for taking down those Warriors up in the Bay. I'm over it. I want the Lake Show back. And if LeBron can't do that, if LeBron fails to just wake up as a leader, his narrative is going to be a whole lot different, folks. I'm telling you that. His narrative will be a whole lot different because I'm a believer that I'll take the less talented, more focused, more driven, more heart, more guts guy than all, all the talent in the world. That's just me. That's just what I do. That's just what I believe in. And just to reiterate, I put LeBron in a, in a way separate category than a majority of athletes in general. I mean, I know LeBron can give me 25, 8, and 8 whenever he wants. So with that leadership, you know, proving it on the court, leading by example, I'll give him that. I can see him doing that. But when, when are the, the post-game texts going to be going to teammates saying, Oh, dog, rough night. I still believe in you. We can do this. Keep your head up high. Or the media conferences saying we rather than I. I need some leadership. I need some, some untangible leadership. I don't even know if it's possible, but I think LeBron needs to constantly be reminded to check his ego at the door before he goes in a Lakers facility. Check your ego out. Check it out. Because I know it's LeBron James. I know it's the, the king, the chosen one. But I'm a believer that regardless of your name, regardless of your accolades, regardless of your championships, your minutes, your numbers, that is no excuse. None of that is an excuse for bad leadership. So LeBron could be the best player in the world, a hero in Cleveland, but the way I look at it now, he ain't a good leader. And that's all I'm going to pay attention to over the summer and into the preseason for next year. I know what LeBron's going to give me on the court. I know what he's good and bad at. But leadership-wise, that's all I'm watching. My eyes are locked. Because that's where the criticism needs to be. Because leadership, I'm telling you people, it can, it can move mountains. It can inspire anyone. It can, it can motivate and elevate any one of the young Lakers players. Kuzma is for real. Lonzo's not bad. Josh Hart, good role player. Brandon Ingram, solidified scorer. Get those guys some leadership. A lot of these guys are 25 and younger on the team. LeBron, you got minutes on your side. You got experience out the roof. Just lead for me, please, lead. I'm so big into leadership, you guys. I'm telling you, leadership is is just, I believe, just a root of greatness. It's got to be like the core, right? And that's what I want to get into before I end today's show with talking about March Madness and what I'm looking for leadership-wise. I'm not going to tell you what picks I like. 
I'm not going to tell you who I think is going to be the upsets, because it's March Madness. You never know. But the difference between the NCAA and the NBA, obviously, and for me it's one of the biggest factors, if not the biggest factors, is all those Benjamins, all those dollars coming in the NBA. I mean, you make making mills. And, you know, sometimes with a lot of Benjamins, there are some egos, there are some arrogance, but regardless, leadership can be used at any level of sports, at any level of anything in life. So what I'm looking for in this March Madness is I'm looking for those teams that are built as one, the teams that are unified together. That's why I fell in love with Tennessee. I mean, they pray together before games. Every time you see one of their guys at the floor, every single person on the floor that's not on there is going up to get their brother up. I mean, these guys believe in themselves. They're passionate. And, and, and the thing is that I'm not even a regular Tennessee fan, but it's just evident to me when I watch them play. I can, I can see it from, a, I can see it from the TV that these guys are, are built together. And that's the thing is that with all these great teams and all these NBA caliber players, I mean, egos can get in the way. But that's something that really attracted me to liking Duke. I mean, this is a freshman core class that Duke is feeding off of, that Duke is built on. And these guys love each other. These guys are about each other. When Zion went down with that injury, and the next public comment he made was to all the people that said I shouldn't come back and play, thanks, but no thanks. I knew it's bigger than basketball for those guys. I knew it was, it was a journey that these guys, these kids can believe in that we started this last summer. We started this when we left high school. We ain't going to stop now until the job's done. This is definitely one of the most selfless Duke classes that I've seen in a long, long time. These guys buy into each other. They believe. And, and with that, I think the sky's the limit for these guys. So during March Madness, it's relevant because I was just recently in college. A lot of these guys are just a few years younger than me. And I'd love to see when they're magnified like this, when they're put on a big stage in front of thousands or millions of viewers. What's going to matter most? Is it the score? Is it your team? Is it how you perform? That's all going to be made clear. And that's what I'm going to be looking for in March Madness is teams, players that give me that leadership more than on the court. Because remember, no player has ever won March Madness. It's got to be the best team. And sometimes it's not even the best team in the country. Statistically, it's just the best tournament team who can start. Everyone starts from, from the outside in, right? Everyone's starting from round of 64, trying to move on in to get to Minnesota for the national championship. So if you, can, if you can put away numbers, you can put away stats, you can put away wins and losses this season, and you can just fight with your brothers, that's special. We don't see that every year, but that is something I always look for every year.